From Bregman MD, where we're all about psych solutions, I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is The Breakdown with Dr. B. Have you ever said things like, oh, I've got a gut feeling, or I have butterflies in my stomach when I'm nervous? Well, these are sayings that are all testament that we have two brains. That's right, one in our head and one in our stomachs. Now, this may be the first time that you've ever heard about the brain-gut connection, but it's real and can affect the way you feel both mentally and physically. So let's get started. Dr. B, how does that brain affect the gut? The gut is the organ that hosts the largest concentration of immune cells in the entire body. It's called the enteric nervous system, ENS, which is the nervous system of the GI tract. It's known as the second brain. This is because it controls all the GI functions. It communicates the central nervous system and the spinal cord. And it can function independently. It's evidence of what's going on with obesity, mental health, IBS, and signaling the brain signals and the intestine. And these signals are known as the gut-brain axis. Okay, so let's talk about when the reverse can happen. You know, how does our second brain, the stomach, affect our primary brain, the mind? Now, to help us understand the connection, I want to introduce Dr. Federico Martinez. And Dr. Martinez is a functional medical doctor. He is currently the medical director of Health Park Medical Center in South Florida, president of San Ignacio University in Miami, Florida, and also a member of the board of directors at the University San Ignacio de Loyola in Lima, Peru. Welcome, Dr. M. How are you today? Good morning, Linda. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation and especially to share this morning with Dr. Berman, which is an authority in psychiatry. I uh, have been able to work with him for many, many years. And exactly, this is functional medicine is the future of medicine in which we as physicians not only uh, suppress symptoms, but also we examine and we try to dig into the root causes of the medical conditions and also we try to optimize the seven biological operating systems of the body. We have to pay attention to our gut-brain connection because it may contribute to anxiety and digestion problems. So the gastrointestinal tract is sensitive to emotion, anger, anxiety, sadness, all of these feelings can trigger symptoms in the gut. So tell us how that happens, okay? I get how our brain, I'm really nervous, you know, or I'm depressed. I can understand how that might stop my eating. It can affect my bowel movements. It can affect all sorts of things. But how does it go the other way? How do the two talk to each other? What's going on there? A troubled intestine can send signals to the brain, just as a troubled brain can send signals to the gut. Therefore, a person's stomach or intestinal distress can be the cause or the product of anxiety, stress, or depression. That's because the brain and the gastrointestinal tract system are intimately connected. 
This is especially true in cases where the person experienced gastrointestinal upset with no obvious physical cause. Uh, for such functional gastrointestinal disorders, it is difficult to try uh, to heal the stress gut without considering the role of stress and emotion. And this is done through the different neurotransmitters that are produced in the gut. For example, serotonin. Serotonin, 85% is produced in your gut. And this has a profound effect on the way that we perceive different types of situations in our daily life. So before we get into the solutions, which is going to be huge for people listening, because a huge amount of people out there suffer from gut problems. And we're going to get into that in a minute. But I want to talk about IBS. Dr. M, tell me what IBS is exactly. It's a dysfunction in your body, but it's produced by different type of uh, situations, you know. People usually is very, very related to the nutrition. For example, people who eat a lot of processed foods, people who eat a lot of sugar, that produce an inflammatory problem in your intestine. And as you know, 80% of your immune system is located in your intestine. So that affects not only the production of neurotransmitters, but also produces inflammation and therefore produces also an alteration in your immune system. So you can only imagine that nowadays we understand in this type of situation, we try to target the lifestyles in order to help people with autoimmune conditions, people with anxiety, people with depression, even with neurodegenerative diseases, for example, Alzheimer's, Parkinson, etc. All of this is related to this wonderful intestinal garden that we have uh, and we need to take care of. Before we get into the solutions, I want to bring Dr. B in. Dr. B, you see a lot of IBS problems in your practice. Tell me about what you're saying. IBS can develop really in childhood and adolescence. So Dr. Martinez and I see the beginnings of it there. There's a mind-body disconnection that occurs with the mom's and the kids, like for instance, the kid says, oh, I got a stomachache, can't, I, I can't go to school. One mom would say, you're just nervous about going because of what happened, you're going to school. And that's a mind-body connection. Then there's another type of mom, which I see more in my practice more often is, oh, well, maybe we'll take you to the doctor or something's wrong with you. In other words, there's no mind-body connection about the emotional issue and what's going on physically. You know, we see that people who develop IBS, these people, they start very early in life when they are you know, usually related to nutrition because many children are exposed to ultra-processed fruits, lots of sugar, and that produces an inflammatory process that takes years to be transformed into a medical condition called IBS. So when we see the, you know, these patients in um, adolescence or even in the, um, in the adult life, it's because they have started this problem usually in the, in, in, when they were children. I'm reading from the Harvard Medical Journal that 30 to 40% of the population has 
functional bowel problems at some point. That's huge, right? So can I assume that like a hundred years ago, we, we didn't have such an enormous problem because our food was different? We didn't have the antibiotics? Yes, a hundred years ago, probably we didn't have this because nutrition was different. And also the other lifestyles, for example, exercise, for example, uh, sleep, uh, stress is a major, major factor because a hundred years old, we didn't have the stress that we have nowadays. So that plays a major role because it's an inflammatory factor. So yes, I have to agree with that. So Dr. B, talk about stress and what you feel. I mean, obviously you're a psychiatrist, you talk it out, but do you ever get into the nutritional values to turn these anxieties, these stresses, these depressions from your patients so that they have good gut health. Dr. Martinez and I, we work together and we both believe the same in an integrated medical approach. And that has to do with diet, less sugar, probiotics, exercise, because it promotes bacterial diversity in the, in the gut. We don't want people taking antibiotics in kids. And then I send people to eclectic therapies for stress reduction. Okay, and you know, we all should learn these things even while we're growing up. Hey, how about muscle relaxation feedback therapy? Really works. A lot of the things that people do, you know, exercise in classes and so forth has surrounds that. The, and cognitive behavioral therapies helps people to really understand and restructure their thinking and also kind of medication management, you know, if needed. So you can see this integrated medical approach is, you know, what we believe in and it works. So Dr. M, let's talk about some of the solutions. We've talked with Dr. B just about his solutions that he gives his patients. What do you do for your patients? I mean, that's a huge question. You could be talking about this for hours, but what do you do when someone comes in with a an, an intestinal tract problem, whether it be constipation, IBS, any one of those things? Well, the first thing that we do is we try to investigate, for example, what is damaging the intestine? One of the things that is uh, that we have encountered in my practice is food sensitivities, food allergies is one of the major factors. For example, uh, gluten, you know, and other agents, for example, other foods like uh, eggs and uh, peanuts, shellfish. So we have a test in our office, it's a blood test, in which we determine what is the degree of that sensitivity. That's number one. Number two is with that information, we do what we call the elimination diet. Many people, just with eliminating the foods that are producing inflammation, they improve uh, markedly. Then we do also a stool testing to determine the microbiome, in which it's, it's, it's a very comprehensive type of testing in which you know, we uh, determine balanced bacteria, imbalanced bacteria, dysfunctional bacteria, whether or not there is a parasite, but also we examine inflammatory markers uh, for example, calprotecting, etc. All of this will give us an idea what is really going on in the intestine. With that information, we start our treatment. 
And we base our treatment of people with IBS with a 5R program. What is the 5R? The first R is remove. So by eliminating the foods that people are sensitive, we are removing one factor, but we also remove bad bacteria. We remove imbalanced bacteria. That is the first step. The second step is replace. We replace with digestive enzymes. We replace with even with gastric acid, for example, pepsin, betaine. We administer those in capsules and these people improve within days. The number three step is to reintroduce or re-inoculate with bacteria, good bacteria. We start with Saccharomyces boulardii, and then we administer, for example, uh, bifidobacteria, lactobacillus, etc. We also, in the 4R, we restore the intestinal mucosa. For that reason, we use, you know, for example, glutamic acid, we use arabinolactam, and finally, we re-establish the functioning of the intestine and right there we start working on the lifestyle modifications for example nutrition sleep stress management as dr berman mentioned the uh, uh, social connections very important as well as exercise doing this type of intervention people uh, I, I should say 90 95 of people uh, start feeling better in, there is a tremendous improve in within weeks, maybe three, four weeks, people feel very, very good. That makes me incredibly comfortable knowing there are certainly a lot of solutions out there, whether it be by, you know, going to you as a functional medicine doctor and also seeing a Dr. B who is going to help my brain help my stomach. So you know what? We're running out of time. Thank you, Dr. M, for joining us on The Breakdown with Dr. Pressure. B. I think we now all have more respect for our tummies now and why it's imperative to pay attention to your gut health. Right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you, Dr. Berman. Bye-bye now. Thanks. From Bregman, MD, You've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at BregmanMD.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast. Catch you next time.